existence Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice The last order conversation David Jason Hey everybody, welcome to Pop Culture Continuum This is John Elliott And this is Patrick McCarty And this week Married with Children versus Modern Family as promised, and we did uh, we did season four, episode one of Married with Children because that's the only thing that's available to watch online. Weirdly, it's not streaming or anything on Netflix or Hulu. And for some reason, John refused to buy the entire DVD set. Well, I, I was uh, I was saving up, as you know, for the Alf Blu-ray. Yeah, it'll be good to see to look in and see the pores of that. That Alf, yeah, he was skin. Such a such a realistic uh, looking puppet. I don't uh, know. I still don't know that's a puppet. True. I still think that was our first visitor from another planet. Um, yeah. Well, maybe um, aside from Sarah Jessica Parker. But uh, yeah. So we did season four versus uh. This is season five of is what Modern Family's on now. Right. Think, right? Yeah. yeah. So so this the current uh, premiere episode of this season. And um, let's start with Married with Children. So, <laughs> your thoughts, Pat? I, I don't know if it's this specific episode. I shouldn't judge a show by one episode, but this is a terrible show. And I didn't remember. I remember as a kid kind of thinking it was funny, but there's nothing... There's very few things funny about this episode. There's great performers, but it was awful. There were there were a couple a couple funny things in it. Um, the, it really does show though that, uh, how good, uh, Ed O'Neill is and, yes. and, uh, to a lesser extent, everybody else, but, um, you know, Katie Seagal is good and obviously she's gone on to do good things. Um, and Katie Seagal is more over the top than anyone else with, with her look and with how she acts. Yeah. That, and that's, that's the way the character is written, I think. Um, right. Yeah. And even uh, surprisingly, like Christina Applegate and uh, David Faustino are fine. Mm-hmm. With, I mean, they're they're really working with with an absurd level of uh, well, well, I think I was going to say an absurd level of sitcom cliches, but I think much like Get a Life, that's kind of what the show started out as was was like a satire of other sitcoms. Yeah, but I think at this point they're just going to for offensive as as offensive they as offensive as they can get for offensive's sake. Possibly. And they forgot about the comedy because there really wasn't a lot of comedy here. Yeah, at 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 some point um it definitely turned from the thing it was parodying uh into a parody of of something and it turned into the thing that it was parodying. Uh, I mean, and I, do, I know they didn't write this on purpose, but they basically had a rape in this episode, and that was really disturbing. Oh, yeah. Well, Pat, uh, as we know from reading the internet, men can't actually rape their wives, so uh, you can you can clear your head of any, any disturbance you found from that. <laughs> I don't know. The look of fear that the Katie Seagal had looked pretty disturbing to me. Yeah, it but was. You're right. Was. I, should, I should read more of the internet to help me get over my prudishness yeah no you're you're right it was that that was over the top i mean it it started out with her wanting to have sex in the show she's kind of a an undersexed uh 
you know, character who's always wanting to get it from Al. But then in this episode, uh, she gets too much when she doesn't want it. Yeah, and, and she's like grabbing at a table, not wanting to be grabbed away. Uh, it was a really disturbing scene that was supposed to be funny. Yeah, well, that uh, that was the state of comedy, I guess. 19... On Fox. At least on let's Fox, just put it yeah. on Fox. 19, whatever this was, probably 91-ish or something. Uh, <laughs> I think around 90. I think 90, the... yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, it was played for last, but it was not funny. It was really more disturbing, like you said. Um, and I don't think they were going. I mean, that's that that it's not like they were making a rape joke. It just it didn't cross anyone's mind that it was rape. No, I, yeah, I think it's definitely uh, times have changed, and it it would that wouldn't fly today. They wouldn't even no. try to make a joke of it. I mean, you know, right. it, it would be on their on their minds that hey, this is a. Uh, this is how this is going to come across. But I think it was definitely a different time, even though it wasn't that long ago. Um, but there were some, I, I agree with you, there were some hints of the show uh, it it started out as, I think. Um, I laughed, actually, when uh, it, it's about Labor Day, and Al Bundy's sitting there and he said, what better way to spend Labor Day than with good food, good friends and your family. And then he, he takes a beat and then he's like, Oh my God, what a charade. And he starts crying. Like, I, I thought that was funny. And that yeah. was, uh, that was basically what the the show set out to do was, was, um, show what a farce that these, uh, these family oriented sitcoms were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was really funny. I mean, Ed O'Neill's very funny in the show and the stuff he was given at some parts were, were good. I agree. Well, he definitely, you, you could see because the material, as you said, was not great. And uh, I don't think many actors could do as good a job as he did with, no. with the material he was given. I, I I think at the time he was probably an underrated actor for for as much as he could wring out of, out of this, this writing. It, it's nice that later on other other roles came about that he could really have both good writing and a chance to shine like modern family. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't taken seriously at the time just because of what this show was. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, the show was, I mean, a lot of the show's popularity was based on the fact that it was so offensive. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's kind of infinite infamous because it got not banned, but they had an episode that they weren't allowed to air, which wasn't, from what I read, wasn't that bad. I never saw it, but it didn't sound like it was that bad. But it was on the, on the heels of a boycott, so they couldn't air it. And I think it's the season before the one we watched. What was the plot line of it? Do you know? Yeah, the uh, what's I forget that the neighbors went somewhere and had sex, and it was filmed. And they told the Bundys about it, and the Bundys went there to have sex at the same place so they could sue and they could all make money out of it. I don't know what. Where where when how they ended up not making money, but that was the plot. Oh yeah, that doesn't seem too uh, even. Even for the time period, it doesn't seem too racy. But I guess the, the boycott was going on, and they just said, "Well, let's skip this one." What was it? Some Christian thing? I don't know if it was a Christian, but some mother in Michigan was big, had a big uh, voice against the show. And and uh, I'm sure her voice was heard because. As we know, uh, mothers in Michigan bring in a lot of revenue for networks. So, 
pretty much 97% for most shows. The uh, yeah, this this show this episode was uh it was definitely offensive. I mean, the big joke centered which the big joke which I might add was telegraphed really early on uh was centered on them eating burgers that were cooked in the ashes of uh Marcy's aunt. But I'm who cares though? The ashes are not touching the meat, so I didn't see why that would be so disgusting. I think a lot of people would have a problem with it just uh well, in general, but it, I don't. It, it would. It isn't as bad as actually cooking the ant. No, which I'm sure they would have done had they been able to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, but it is the next best thing, really. I mean, I, I can see why a lot of people would have a, a psychological issue with that. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. Oh, and that was another funny. Even though I knew it was coming, actually, I thought uh, Ed O'Neill was going to be the one doing it. But when the neighbor found out that it where, was with his the, wife's was, aunt. His wife's aunt ashes were involved in the cooking. The big smile on his face as he took another huge bite. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. That that was that was a uh, that was classic comedy. I laughed and I couldn't help myself. I knew it was coming too, um, because Bud's going around whispering in everybody's ear that that the ashes were in there, and everybody else is spitting it out, and he he hears it and just grins and chomps down because he hated the ant. But there's not much other than those two jokes i mentioned to recommend it uh no i would never say tell anyone to watch this show i i think maybe the earlier seasons are funnier but i I can't say that for a fact it it is too bad because everybody was it's not a show where i say and the actors don't deserve to be on tv every every actor was good yeah no i totally agree although the neighbors uh steve and marcy have completely disappeared from tv and later it was jefferson Right. Well, Steve. Steve was a stage actor. Or David Garrison's his name. <clears throat> so he left to do stage. But what I know him better than Married with Children for is the. Oh, I can't remember the name of the show, so it's going to be another instance of bad research. But he played the neighbor in a show with Jason Bateman, which was at the time when I was a kid and watched that show. It was my favorite show ever. It's your move was the name of the show. Oh shit! I don't remember that at all. Oh, it was a funny show. Jason. Uh, Jason Bateman was. The the son and his mother was a single mother, and David Garrison played the neighbor who wanted to get involved with the mother, and was always scheming between him and Jason Bateman. I'm sure if I watched it now, it would be terrible, but at the time, I loved that show. So that was post uh, Married with Children. So that was was before Married. Oh, before. It was before. It it lasted. I think it was like before Valerie's family too. So probably uh, 87, 86, something like that. But it lasts like five episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, so it was post <clears throat> post Silver Spoons, pre Valerie's family. Correct. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was like thirteen, twelve, something like that. Well, yeah. This, uh, I, I think we've basically, if you've ever seen Married with Children, this is more of the same. This episode. I thought uh, it was worse, though. I thought it was worse than usual because of the that the maybe the, because of the it wasn't bad at the time, but for me it was worse. The stuff with the. The sex. Rape stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was always just the sex stuff where Peggy wanted to have sex and he didn't. That was always... I, when I was a kid and I didn't like that stuff. But th- this was different. Bad in the worst way. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. Um, I uh, I don't know. I should... If it was available online, I would go back and watch like maybe the first season because I really remembered enjoying it at the time. Even though it was... I mean, it was pretty... A lot of it was dumb. But yeah, there, I remember the specifically there was a whole episode about 
an organization that all these guys got together to support each other because they're bald. That's the kind of plots they had. Yeah, exactly. But but it was in the beginning at least. I feel like it was it was smart dumb. I like, don't think uh, so. Like the Ramones or Devo or something. Really, I I think the bald stuff was later. Yeah, you're probably right. But I just I I get the I don't I don't remember. I just don't I don't think so because it, it it just shocks me that something that was smart dumb in the beginning would get so dumb dumb by the end. Yeah, well, it it definitely. I mean, I I noticed that it did for sure at the time. Oh, you time. did when you're what? Okay, yeah. I was younger when I was watching it, so. But yeah. I, I mean, I could be wrong too. And a show like this, it's almost impossible to take out of its historical context too. Like, yeah, that's true. I mean, that, and the big thing about this was it being on the, that Fox Sunday night where they were just getting a network out there. And this was one of the first big shows. This, along with The Simpsons, two of the their first big shows that that got any kind of appeal. I mean, Get a Life was was Get a Life that didn't get any anybody else watching it. But Married with Children got wide appeal. And. I think Married with Children was pre-Simpsons, too. Uh, I think it was like their first... This this one and 21 Jump Street were like their anchor shows, unless I'm mistaken. That sounds about right. I've, I think Simpsons might have come a year after this one started. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about 21 Jump Street. I don't know when that one started. I think that was the first show, that, but I don't know. I mean, and at the time, they only had like one night. Right, that of, was sun, it was Sunday nights to start, from what I remember. Yeah, and, original programming on Sunday, and then that was. I it. think Married with Children and uh, Tracy Ullman show, and then uh, maybe Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, that makes sense because The Simpsons came out of Tracy Ullman, so uh, I mean, not out of her personally, but out of oh, her no, show. I've never seen her children. The, uh, but yeah, it, so it it is hard, but I really would like to watch some of the first season, um, just to see if my memory is correct or if it was always just kind of terrible um this this married with children sitcom was a multi-camera uh set camera setup multi-camera i will for the life of me i'll never remember that so modern family then is a single camera right and i was looking up katie seagal and i didn't know this but her sisters were in that show double trouble so her sisters were twins what uh was that the one with uh, Jack A and uh, Tamira and whatever her name was? What the hell is Double Trouble? It was the there's twins, twin daughters, and they were always getting in trouble. And that since there were two of them, it was Double Trouble. Oh well, that that is quite clever. I just don't remember the show. I sort of I don't think I ever watched it, but I remember the commercials, and I'm just surprised that her sisters. She comes from like a, a entertainment family, so an there's acting family, yeah, and acting and her and. Kind of along uh, Marrow Children lines, or one of the twins is a director for uh, Two Broke Girls and Two and a Half Men. Like she directs a lot of the episodes. Oh yeah, I heard uh, Katie Segal on the Nerdist podcast. Did you listen to that one? No. Yeah, and she talked a little bit about her her family. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, oh, that's seems, neat. Yeah, she seems like a really cool person. Um, and as I said, she does she does as well as anybody could with with this material. Yeah, yeah. And it's a shame that uh, nobody really was taken more seriously uh, at the time because they all did they all did really good jobs. I thought. Um, right, with what they're given, it's but, hard to be taken seriously when you're when you're given stuff like this. Yeah, I, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad at least Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, and and uh, Christina Applegate continue to get work. 
Although it was a it was a long road for all of them, I think after this show. I think so. I mean, there's a lot to wash off. Yeah. And uh, I don't think David Faustino will ever be able to handle that because he he's he's the weak link. He's the worst actor on the show, so I don't think he's ever gonna get another sitcom. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I enjoyed his appearance on uh, the X Files on that one episode with the uh, Brady Bunch house. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he. I mean, he was only in it briefly, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and it was really. It, I don't. I didn't remember it being so sexist. With well, not the show itself, but Ed O'Neill's character being so. Women never work. Women aren't good for anything. I just don't remember that. But that's pretty much what the show is about. Oh yeah, I mean, they're no, kind he... of. They're not. They're not giving that opinion they're making fun of that opinion they they yeah they started out making fun of it and then i think at some point they just got uh their audience became a bunch of frat boys and they kind of played to them more yeah so the, by the episode we're watching it's not so much making fun of it as reveling in it right right which was a shame um but which is bound to happen i think almost any time you have any kind of satire that, uh for a mass audience they're too many people are going to take it seriously, and then to continue, you're making money. You're going to have to, you're going to have to cater to them. Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, o- overall, n- not a not a great episode. They've got all of season four available online at some fucking site. I can't even remember the name of right now. Uh, Crackle. Crackle. But, Which is I found out later is owned by Sony. All right. So, but it's very strange that. Season four is all that's available. Yeah, it's a weird. I I don't know why they just picked the one season. Maybe they're trying to sell the DVDs of the other seasons and they're giving people a taste. But if they're giving people a taste, they might want to start uh, pick a better season. I didn't realize how long the show was on. Do, do you know how long it was on? Jeez. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. Nine I'll years. Give you, I'll give you the year it started. Okay. It started in '87 and ended in '97. Oh damn! Ten years. Yeah, eleven seasons. Crazy. That's crazy, man. Well, as as we said, it was the flagship show. It it basically had a uh, yeah, but by ninety two, ninety three, it wasn't the flagship show anymore. It was just kind of running along. No, that's but, true. But I guess ratings were high. Yeah, there are a lot of frat boys. I I do I do honestly believe that it started out with uh, with good intentions and uh, and smarter than it ended up. Uh, I'll take your word for it. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I mean, if it ever shows up online, I'll 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 check out the first couple episodes to see what they're like. I'd, I'd just be surprised if that were true. Well, they do show they do show reruns. I know on on Retro TV or one of those channels. Okay. Um, oh, another interesting thing is, I guess in reruns this is true as well, but they couldn't get the rights. I don't know why. I guess too expensive for uh, Love and Marriage. Oh yeah, I I watching that too. It. Uh, took me out of it a little bit the the opening uh credits they had just had some weird music behind it yeah it's kind of had a similar uh like rhythm to it or something it was something right. similar to it but it was not frank sinatra wasn't singing and it's the kind of thing where like y- you think well that doesn't matter that doesn't affect the show but it kind of does like it was it was not my memory of of the show so i i don't know if you remember when they uh briefly showed get a life uh in reruns on on like tbs or i don't know some show but they i guess they couldn't get the rights to stand by rem for the theme song so they had some 
really shitty kind of classic rock sounding song <laughs> for the credits. Yeah, it just it takes away from it. I don't know why. It, it, it does. I mean, when you're I, if, if it's if your first entry into the show, it's not going to make any difference. But if you grew up watching it and you're you're starting the show off, you have this in your head what it's going to sound like, and it doesn't sound like that. It really does take something away. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot of talk about WKRP, you know, when they... Oh, yeah, that whole show was built with everything in it, and they had to kind of... I don't think there was ever a good DVD release. They couldn't get they couldn't get it all. No, nope, they couldn't get the song right, so... Yes. Everybody remembers uh, Les Nessman putting on his wig uh, to Hot-Blooded by Foreigner, and that's gone. Oh, they couldn't get that one. That's too nope. bad. But I guess they picked and chose whatever was cheapest. Because they did, they did get some music. Yeah, but I don't think they got it all. I don't wonder if they got. The, wasn't there a part where they were making fun of Tiny Dancer? Or Tiny Dancer was a part of a, a a scene. I wonder if they got that. Oh shit, I don't remember. I I imagine. Well, maybe they just had somebody do a cover of it or something. Because if it's a plot point, you can't really not use it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I would. I, yeah, I would like to. I should get those from Netflix. I, I I know the show is good, but I would like to see how how much different it is without having the music. It might not make that much of a difference since I don't remember. Because of of course the theme song was was written by them, so I, I I'm sure the theme song's on there. Theme it's song's like on was... there. The uh, closing theme, that which uh, doesn't have any actual lyrics, mm-hmm. um, which was a question people always used to ask: What the hell is he singing on the on the closing theme on WKRP? <laughs> Uh, and he was singing gibberish. Uh, yeah, those are intact, but th- I do remember um, a lot of the music, and it's it's pretty noticeable when yeah. you watch them that that it's just some weird studio band they got to well, do that's the, the shit. That's the thing that makes it worse when they replace the music with something that's so generic that it's obvious they replaced it with something. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. That's the problem with this Married with Children beginning. It, I mean, I, as I said, I don't think it would make that big of a difference for a person just watching it, but but they would remark and say, this music's really weird. Yeah, and I don't know why that is. Like, it, it seems to be a much more recent thing with uh, music rights where, for some reason, the, the cost has gone up. I guess because nobody pays for albums or anything anymore, and that's one of the only ways musicians can make money. Well, part of it is when the shows were first, like, negotiated, the money was first negotiated video rights weren't imagined so that wasn't included in the contract right so it was a one-time and then plus rerun thing probably yeah I, I don't know like if all the reruns are covered maybe reruns on certain channels aren't covered and that's why they had to replace like the get a life music but that was a big thing with the uh, wkrp in cincinnati on dvds that they could have showed those episodes were on reruns like people had a vhs tapes of those episodes uh, with the original music, but they couldn't put it on DVD. They they didn't pay for that. So so now when you hear a song on Modern Family or whatever show where you're watching, that show is going to be on the DVD because that's already yeah baked into the contract it, that they got. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the company that has the the rights for the music for WKRP in Cincinnati, when the people said we're going to make a DVD, what what do you want? Why couldn't they just say, well, you know, we'll take whatever? Isn't that better than zero? I mean, you what, would. You would think if they are going to make some money, I, I don't know. There's, I think the problem is that they're probably not negotiating directly with the artists. They're negotiating with the record companies who are, right. who are greedy scumbags. Um, I think if if it was, if the artists own those kind of rights, uh, it would be a different story. And and maybe they do now, more so, which is why it's easier. But I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was weird. Let's get off. But Mary- there was- Children. There was a song. Okay, 
but there was a song in the show that they they played. Oh my god! Like, wow, they paid for this. Yeah, well, probably the most overused song in TV and movies ever. Uh, Bad to the bone. No, no, they had that, but they also didn't have also have a, a, a Creedence song playing when he. Oh was... yeah, they did. Who will stop the rain? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I've never heard that on many shows. That and that was a, yeah. Bad to the bone is a little bit. Just you hear that a lot. Yeah, that is weird. Um, that. George Thorogood and and uh, John Fogarty, people who are still alive, uh, can license their stuff. While Frank Sinatra's old ass song, and he's been dead for a while, they can't get it. But maybe that is maybe that's um, his family or something. But it also might be a multiplier. Like you pay, they, they didn't mind paying once for the the songs that were played during the episode, but they don't want to pay for however many. There's like what is it 250 Ten. episodes they right. don't have to pay the same amount 250 times to frank sinatra's estate yeah that makes sense um well now maybe they will since they uh since they uh, ronan farrow might be getting a part of it yeah maybe he'll jump in jump in on that um modern hey, family yeah well i was just thinking since you mentioned ronan farrow that uh maybe that new married with children theme they used is uh like woody allen's combo that would that would tie everything together and make me believe in in the future a little. Okay, Modern Family. Season 5, Episode 1. It was that, good. It was alright. Uh, it was it was a little a little too um, sitcom conventional for me. Like, there was there were a lot of misunderstandings. Oh, yeah, that was the, the thing with the ring. Whereas the, yeah. the box of tea, yeah, that's that is annoying. I, that was it was well. I was going to say it was Three's Company-ish, but I, w- I was thinking about it too. You know, Frasier. I realized Frasier was basically Three's Company with uh, more highbrow references, because I've seen some in reruns, and almost every episode is is some kind of misunderstanding or mix-up like that. And for some reason, that kind of thing, like I can watch the uh, the comedies are supposed to make you cringe like Larry David stuff or you know some of the office or uh Larry Sanders but uh but when there's like these these misunderstandings and mix-ups it it makes me anxious yeah. I when I was a kid I didn't love Three's Company but it was on all the time during reruns and I remember a, a lot I would say to my dad you want to watch Three's Company you want to watch Three's Company he's like I can't stand that show that's a comedy of misunderstanding I never understand why people like it so, yeah, I agree. yeah, I I'm think, with your dad. Yeah, it's 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 not funny. It's just it's it's more irritating than anything else. Just talk to him. Yeah, that's that's, that's always how you feel. My, yeah, that's. But they they did a they did a good job of tying it up at least because I was afraid that it was just going to be a three's company ending where it was all this chaos at the house. They they had it with uh, Cam and Mitch with at the flat tire. It was sweet. So at least they they tied it up better than three's company would have. Well, as Jesus Christ, as you would hope uh, yeah. <laughs> on this show. Yeah, there there was uh, that. I'm trying to think. So so the, the plot centered around uh, the parents trying to get their kids, their damn kids out of the house um, for the summer. And, uh, and then also it tied in with uh, gay marriage becoming legalized in, in California and uh, Cam and Mitchell, their attempts to propose to each other. Right, and uh, what was oh sending Manny to Colombia? Yeah, which, eh, whatever. I I didn't care so much about that. That that was another. 
another um, like misunderstanding part where he's going to get Manny what some some paperwork for his trip. His birth certificate. Jay the, is yeah. And the city hall is filled with people about to get gay married. Right. As they say in the show constantly, it's just regular married, which was a funny joke. It was a good little running joke. Yeah. Um, and and Jay's saying Manny's nervous about going to Columbia, and he's saying I I don't know if I want to do this. Jay's saying. You're doing this. I got your mom's permission and blow. So, the people in line all think he's trying to marry this underage kid. Th- that kind of that kind of joke makes me anxious. I didn't mind it there quite as much, especially since they just ended it there and they didn't have all the people in line like screaming at them, which right, was... going crazy and going off on him. Right, right. You know, it was interesting. I think I think the kid. What's the kid? Uh, Luke? The boys. I think Luke must have really grown over the summer. So oh, they barely, yeah, like they three barely, feet. They barely showed him this episode because it was supposed to happen <clears throat> before the summer. Like he, they, he was in one scene in like covered in smoke, so you barely saw him. And I think that's probably why. It's, <clears throat> I mean, I guess they don't care about continuity that much, but it seemed like that's why they did that. Because yeah. the next episode, he's he's shown and he like has a totally different haircut. His voice has changed. It's, it's just funny how how much he spurted over one summer. Yeah, him and Manny, um, and and you know that's that's always problematic. That's always the problem with having kids is when they get they get to a certain age, they're not cute anymore. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't go for the cute thing, but uh, they're still young enough that they don't have any life experience, so they're not super interesting. Right, which is right at the stage uh, these kids are at. Although I do think uh, the uh, the daughter characters are. Have never had that problem for some reason. You mean in this show? Yeah, on this show. I think they were old enough to start with. Well, the, the actresses were at least. The younger one was pretty young in the beginning. Uh, yeah, you, I guess. Yeah, they I, they've done a good job with her character. Yeah, that's that's Nerdy what I'm saying. Is, yeah, you're right. We'll see what they do with Luke. I'm not so sure. I mean, the first episode, he's as I said, he's not really in it, but the other couple episodes with him really, they have. Uh, I don't know. He hasn't been as funny as he has been in uh, previous seasons, and he used to be my favorite character. Yeah, I think they're grasping for things to write for him now that he's of this age. Right. Because um, he can't just be the uh, reckless, boneheaded kid so much anymore. He could, though. It'd still be funny. He, yeah, no, he totally could. But I think that their thinking is that yeah, he can. Yeah. Oh, a funny little bit in this episode is when Claire goes in and talks to Phil about... Uh, how, how upset she is about the summertime. He's reading Bounce magazine. <laughs> At Phil, yeah, Phil has a couple. There's a another uh, funny thing with him and Dirty Dancing and yeah. <laughs> his love of Dirty Dancing. Um, and I also thought, actually, the like I said, the the misunderstanding stuff didn't work for me and never does. Uh, I thought it was funny when. Uh, Mitchell was trying to think of a way to propose to Cameron and uh, Claire comes in oh, man. and gives him all this all this horrible advi- advice like uh, you got to make it tragic first basically was her thing. So tell him you're dumping him and then bust out the ring or tell him <laughs> you found a black spot and I, I found that really funny. And the way she she sold it was funny too with and there's a tear coming down his eye. Boom, you get the ring out. Yeah, she was so gleeful about it. Yeah. Uh, it that was that was well written. I was, I'm glad uh the show still has still has it. It's I don't think it's lost anything. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think 
I don't think it's one of those shows that every episode's a winner. Like Parks and Rec, I feel like every episode's a winner. I think Modern Family will go through a season where there's 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 some I'll watch and I'm like, yeah, whatever. It was funny, but not great. So, but it's still a great show. Yeah, no, I agree, and uh, and definitely better than uh, Married with Children was at the same point in its career. <laughs> yeah, but a season later, even. <laughs> but since we're talking about Married with Children, um, I think we might have talked about him on one of the Emmy podcasts, but uh, Ed O'Neill, I still think is is very good and very underrated. Yeah, even in this, in I, this I think yeah. he's, he's, he gets better, better credit than he did for Married with Children since he's working with more sophisticated stuff and uh, the kind of people who would like this or the people who write about, but he still doesn't get enough credit for how good he is. No, because he, a lot of his line readings are deadpan or throwaway lines yeah. the way he does them, um, which I guess isn't quite as impressive to the general audience as like, say a Cameron over the top right. kind of shit which, or and- Phil's just endearing goofiness. Well, Phil is really good too. He, no, he is. But, yeah, but I, I mean, it's not this, a he gets big more, character. Is did he get nominated? Uh, I don't know. I forget. Yeah, I did think we, he got nominated yeah, but, this last time. Well, that's good. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people hate the kid actors on this show. I uh, don't know. I am surprised to hear that. I didn't know that. I kn- I knew that they they hated the uh, the girl. Cam's daughter. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, the original daughter. The original actress was just a baby. I don't. I, I, it was just. It was weird the the press about that when they changed actresses. It was like they were mean to the baby. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I think. Uh, yeah, I was I'm like, not. Well, she's not a good actress. Well, she's like two years old. Yeah, I'm not going to talk shit about uh, little kids. I think a lot of people think that uh, the actress who plays Lily now is very wooden in her line readings, but you know, hilarious. I think she, she, they get her good lines and she's a very like charming little girl. So I'm surprised. Yeah. I I mean, I'm not surprised now I've heard it before, but I am surprised, but I, but Luke is really good in all the Manny's good. I don't love Manny's character, but the actor's good. And the, yeah, I like all the actors and actresses. Yeah. I've heard a lot of hate for Manny too. the, the actor who plays him. I think they must be hating the characters because the character is a little silly, but nothing he does is bad. I I'm surprised to hear people say that. What yeah. does he like about him? Do you know? Uh, no, I have no idea. But yeah, when you think about it, it is it is a tough role for a kid to pull off because he's he acts so adult. Right, he's playing a, a kid that's older than himself. Like, right. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't really get it, and uh, I, I think the the acting is is one of the things about this show that, that elevates it above something like uh, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> Just to always bring it back to that. That's I, I, that's our gold standard for, for bad sitcom. <laughs> Although we could e- as easily make it three, uh, two and a half men, I guess. Except- I think, no, I think Big Bang Theory is, I think two and a half men is worse than Big Bang Theory because of how, like Married with Children, they go for offensiveness. Right. So, I mean, I think that makes me more angry than Big Bang Theory. At least Big Bang Theory, you could say, you could tell your 14-year-old to watch it and you wouldn't really care. Not that I have a 14-year-old. Not that I tell them to watch any shows. I tell them, I tell them to watch Community. The uh, Yeah. The, no, I agree with you. I think Big Bang Theory, maybe one of the reasons we uh, we are so against it is that it theoretically could be a billion times better than it is. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. yeah, two and a half men is just shit and it's meant to be shit. And people eat it up like and, it's steak. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was a decent episode. Nothing, nothing that's gonna go in the uh, greatest hits. No, and it's it's other seasons. I think they've started off better. Like that Dude Ranch episode was was that the first episode or was that the last episode? No, That's a fun episode. I think that was a first, yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I, we also need to see more of Dylan. Have we seen yeah, him this season? Is this going to talk about him? We've seen him once. I liked that they. When I was really disappointed when they they had the characters break up because I was like, oh, this actor is really funny. It's but the, they he they broke up, but they kept him on the show. I mean, I don't know if they're together in the universe now, but he was in the episode where. Um, a bad, bad episode as far as misunderstandings go, where the cat didn't die, and they had a funeral for the cat. Oh yes, and so he just shows up in that episode where they wanted to dig a grave for the cat, and he shows up to dig the grave, and he's like, "Oh, it's a cat. Good." So he was ready to dig a, a human-sized grave. Right. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Yes, he was on it. Uh, and he—I know it's not a good form to talk about actors' appearances, but he seems to like have really lost a lot of weight. Oh, I didn't notice that. Not that he was ever uh, heavy or anything, but yeah. No, he, no, I didn't notice that. He seems a little gaunt to me now, but... Maybe he's not getting enough uh, Wendy's burgers. Oh, that's right. His, Wasn't he in the his ad? other claim to fame, yeah. What was the point of that ad? I forget. Do you remember? Uh, I, what's the point of any ad? To no, sell you I, shit you don't need? Never, I forget I, how much you hate talking about ads, so never mind. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's the one great thing about having a DVR is that I don't have to watch them. Um, but yeah, I did know he did a Wendy's ad. Yeah, no, he's good. He's a good character. So maybe you can tell me, um, just because I apparently forgot this information. I don't think I miss any episodes. But Haley, did she get kicked out of college? She's living at home again now. Is that the? Yeah, there was an episode last season where she was at a party. She got there... arrested. Yeah, she she. I think she got arrested for attacking a policeman because she climbed out of the building and landed on him. It was something like that. So she got arrested and then uh, she never did any of her schoolwork. And there was a whole, uh, like not court. What's it called? Like a, she was in front of the Dean and they had to decide whether or not she was going to stay. And the things she said did not make it so she could stay. It was kind of a funny episode. Yeah. I remember that episode. I just didn't remember the specifics. So she's just hanging out at home. Is that her deal? I I think she goes to community college because there's been some jokes this season. Maybe it was last season where she talked like the don't you have to study for classes? Mom, it's community college. They let the our latest project is a, uh, we need to use crayons for it. Something like that. Okay. Got it. I'm up to speed then. Yeah. The, oh, well I, there was another running joke in this episode that I didn't like, which was every time they mentioned gay marriage, the uh, baby would throw up. I yeah, didn't get the point of that. It was Dumb and borderline. I, I don't know. I don't want to overuse the word offensive. I it, I know it wasn't meant to be offensive, but it was. I didn't think it was offensive, but I thought it was stupid. It was pointless. I didn't. I didn't get why they were. That was a thing. Um. I guess somebody in the writers' room really fought well, for they, that. I, I mean, they're going for like at first. Cam was upset the first, like the second time he did it. He was like, he was. They, they should not. He didn't say anything, but his his look. His look was upset, and then later Ed O'Neill commented. So they were going for that joke, but I didn't even find those, that, that joke to be especially funny. With the what did he say? It's it's got to be a pattern. It's got to mean some, something like that. It's not just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. This can't just be a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was dumb. Uh, Gloria, they still need to find 
something else for her to do. Yeah, they do. I mean, she's a mom now, but they're not doing much with it. They're still just having her mispronounce words. And she's really funny, so I think if they find something, it will be good. Yeah, I think she does a good job, um, and she's just not given enough to work with. I think, uh, did you see the latest episode with uh, Nanny? Oh, if they keep him on the show, it's going to be funny because that actor's funny from Workaholics. I that, don't remember his name. Yeah, that guy was great. I watched an episode of Workaholics, and it seemed like just more dumb Comedy Central uh, shit humor to me. But I only watch one episode, so it's it's it's, it's along the line. I th- I put it with the league. It's they're just trying to be as a fin- like kind of get high humor. Yeah, yeah. Just throw everything out there, and I've seen a couple, and the writing's usually pretty terrible, but they have some pretty good performers on it. I think the one. Oh, you don't watch Archer? No. So never mind. But anyway, they have some pretty good performers on it. And it's those, you saw it with the, the guy with the red hair, I'd not seen anything else, but the, this guy I've seen as a, the guy from, that played the, the, was his name Andy? I forget his name. In the, the He was a Manny. He was yeah, a Manny. Yeah, yeah, But he, I've seen him in a few things. And I, the, the guy with blonde hair, I, he was a, a regular on Mindy Project for most of the last season. But the third guy, I haven't seen anything else. Wait, so wait, the guy with blonde, is he the guy, the weird-looking stoner dude with the long hair? What? Uh, on Workaholics? That's the guy I haven't seen anything else. You haven't, oh, okay, him, yeah. That guy, I saw him in, uh, there was a Fox show that was canceled, I think it was on last year, it ran like half a season. Um, he was on, he played like some uh, convenience store clerk. And, uh, I don't know, he's he's one of those dudes, he's like fascinating to just look at. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I didn't care for Workaholics the episode I saw. Um, I yeah, I wouldn't. I I've only seen three episodes, so I'm I'm not, I'm not an expert at it. But I I think it is dumb dumb comedy. Although all three it were, can be funny. All three were did do a cameo in the new season of Arrested Development. Yeah, <laughs> which is cool. Well, that, I, I I think that's one of the things to admire about Workaholics and a lot of those network uh, cable shows that. I think those three are, are the, the minds behind the show as well as the performers. And I kind of like when that happens. Yeah, I Just always like, appreciate you know, like, that too. Uh, uh, the Always Sunny guys do everything. It's it's neat that they can do do both and do well, what they think is good. Yeah, and, and like uh, the, the new Sean Hayes show where he does everything. I did not know he did everything. Perfection. He really is multi-talented. He's not just uh, Larry from the Three Stooges movie, which was excellent. Everyone should go see. Damn it. Uh, can we get through an episode without the Three Stooges movie? If if only you would have mentioned someone from it. You got uh, lots. Of, oh, the, the woman from Modern Family was in it too. Man, this is filled. Speaking of people from Modern Family doing other stuff, Ty Burrell is going to be in the new Muppet movie, which is name I don't know, but he looks like he'll be good in it. And he's also playing Mr. Peabody in the Mr. Peabody and Sherman movie there that's coming out next March. Oh, I saw you posted about that on Facebook. I haven't seen any previews for it. Um, I can't imagine it would be good, but you said you thought it might be. Yeah, well, I'm. I have better. I enjoy cartoons more than you do, so that you might not like it. It's it's definitely for kids, but I was expecting it to be much worse than it looks. It looks like it might be fun. Well, but that's the thing about uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle is that it was for kids, but it wasn't for kids. Right, but I think this Mr. Peabody and Sherman is is for kids. It is but okay. Yeah, I don't think it'll have. As much of the for adult stuff that that uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle stuff had, well, even Mister Peabody and Sherman of of Rocky and Bullwinkle was the one that was most for kids, not most, but it was pretty much all for kids. Yeah, yeah. Although get... the idea of a kid of of a a dog and his kid is his boy is pretty funny because it wasn't put in the movie. It looks like it's it's his adopted son, 
But in, well, it's still ridiculous that the dog hasn't adopted some, but in the cartoon on Rocky and Boinko was, this is my boy Sherman. Always great. Yeah, uh, and that kid always seemed like he had a kind of a stick up his ass, Sherman, <laughs> to me when I watched the cartoon. <laughs> well, you would too if you were raised by a dog. I guess that's true. Yeah, maybe a literal stick up your ass. I just know he can play <laughs> yeah. with you. Um, no, that is gross. Yeah, I, so I guess we're done. The, uh, Married with Children, it, it doesn't hold up. Uh, I, it, although it didn't even hold up at the time after after a few seasons. Um, Modern Family is is a good modern day network sitcom yeah i think so i think it's in the top five for the current runs running but it gets more praise than it should yeah definitely um all right well let's break it down top five i guess i guess we got to go community and parks and rec for sure parks and rec yeah community i guess yeah that last season i know parks and rec and um it's always sunny for sure well, that's not network, though. I wouldn't consider. Oh, you, that. I didn't. I didn't hear you say network. You're right. That's. I forget where we're talking. So, Parks and Rec, and yeah, I guess Community would be top two. Modern to Family, think. Brooklyn Nine Nine. I might even put in there. I'm trying to think what else is around. Yeah, there's the, with the Office because I like the Office. I know you didn't at the end. And Thirty Rock going off. It's there's a there's a vacuum up there for the the, the best ones. And Parks and Rec, Modern Family, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and Community would be. That's about it. Top four. Yeah. That's all we can do. Yeah, I don't know the fifth. Oh, I like New Girl. No, I don't like it that much. So I'd put it up. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know that I do either. Um, I, it, it's it's it. I think it started off better than it's become, and I I I have a problem with. I really like shows where they they say they're not like they don't have a romantic entanglement with the main characters because I find those shows more entertaining. And they've gotten the two main characters in that show together, and it's not as funny as it used to be with those two together. As it like, never, ever is, and I don't know why they don't learn from that. But was with Cheers, but other than that, usually isn't. But Oh, that's true. Cheers started off, but Cheers also never said they weren't going to do that. So. Right. Yes, yeah, it's because it's, it's weird, because I remember reading interviews with the people who made that show, and they're like, no, this is, they're friends. They're, they live together as friends. So it's, anyway. That's neither here nor there. I don't think it would be. I mean, I'd put it in top five just because there's nothing else to, to go there, but I wouldn't say that's a top five show. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You hear that? Yeah. I know that's kind of splitting hairs, but yeah, I don't know. I can't I can't think of anything else. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is definitely up there. Trophy Wife is better than I thought. Yeah, I, yeah. I watched it more. Too. Although and, top five is, it's the same thing with New Girl. Like, it's, right, it's no. Not... No, I'm just mentally going through shows in my head and super fun night has gotten worse. I don't know if you kept watching it, but I watched another episode last night and it had more of the, the food jokes in it. No, I didn't. I didn't watch it. Yeah. It's not so good. All right. Top four then it's modern family is a top four show. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe damning with faint praise since we can't even come up with five. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean it in a nice way. It's no, a very me too. Yeah. Yeah. But no, uh, I watch, I DVR it. So, to put it in better terms, I would say it's top five in the last five years. Yeah, yeah, I would go along with that. Um, and and yeah, even like we said, Community is is just barely there in the top four after I, that last. See, season. I didn't like last. I didn't dislike last season as much as you did, but I don't think I liked the other seasons. I did. It's just it's it doesn't feel like a sitcom as much as just a really fun entity. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of dislike Dan Harmon now. 
have you read what he said about the last season? That it felt like he was raped or something? Yeah, all that crap. It's like, all right, just make your show and shut up. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <laughs> that's the thing you've got to learn early on is that just because you like someone's work doesn't mean yeah. Uh, yeah. you have to like that person. <laughs> but I like it when I can. Yeah, no, I, I like I like to be able to... I like finding out somebody's actually a decent person, but uh, it's, you know, it's not a prerequisite for me to enjoy their work. Speaking of, of which, I know you don't like Tom Hanks that much, but have you seen that video of him with the, like, I think the kid's autistic or something in the, in the backstage at, at one of his plays? No. Oh, man, he's just, he's such an awesome guy. Like, this girl is autistic and obsessed with Tom Hanks, so she put together this scrapbook of his entire career. She's like 12 years old, something like that. And he's going through the book and just marveling over all these pictures and just praising her a second. Like everything he looks at, it's, it's a really nice video. And I, if you don't, if you don't like Tom Hanks, well, I, I know I was, I don't, I'm not saying you don't like him, but if somebody out there doesn't like Tom Hanks, they should watch this and they'll, they'll like him. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I have no doubt that Tom Hanks is a nice guy. He he totally seems like a nice guy. He's just, he's just very. He's so white bread. Yeah. And and middle of the road to me and in the stuff he does. He's a good actor and everything, and he's obviously witty. Um, he's just a little, a little too uh, corporation. Well, you know his next his next movie. He plays a drug dealer. Lives in South Central. Man, I I hope that's true. That would be uh, I would I would actually go pay to see that one. <laughs> Um, although, you know, I, I, you could say the same thing about Denzel Washington. Like, I wouldn't buy him as a drug dealer either. It doesn't matter that he's black. He's still, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's in that same pocket as Tom Hanks, I think, where, where like, I just feel... Well, didn't Denzel Washington recently play a corrupt cop that he won an Oscar for? I didn't see that movie, but it wasn't that the... Oh, Training Day? Yeah. Did he Was win he an not... Oscar for that? Yeah, I don't even remember. But um, it, you got, I didn't, if he didn't win, he got a lot of praise for it. I didn't say it, so I don't know if it was good or not. I usually like him, but I can I hear what you're saying, though. You don't usually see him as the, as the bad guy, so to speak. Yeah, I have a hard time buying them as, as having any kind of hard scrabble life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just from knowing them too much through, through too much other shit. Um, but on the other hand, like I could totally buy Brad Pitt as a drug dealer in a movie. So yeah, I don't I don't know quite what it is. Tom Hanks is very uh even though he's from here, Oakland, he's he's got that very kind of midwestern charm thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he he the movie he directed it was a very midwestern charming movie. I enjoyed it, but it was very white bread like you're saying. What was the, it? Uh The Wonders what was the that thing you do? I think it was called the Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm surprised. I mean, I think he wrote that too. And I'm surprised he hasn't gone on to direct and write anything else. He just did that, and it was. It was. I mean, it didn't win awards, but it was pretty successful, and people like it. So I'm just surprised he never did anything else. It, yeah, I mean, it was. It was decent. Yeah. Yeah, it um, was. I, it wasn't the best movie of that year, but it wasn't terrible either. It was. Yeah, it was. It was small scale, and mm-hmm. although I used to mockingly uh, recite one of the lines from that all the time, um, what was it that like Liv Tyler said? Shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. 
<laughs> and you know the, the line's pretty bad but I think it's made worse by Liv Tyler her delivery oh 100% <laughs> yeah remember when she was in everything I do I don't know what people were thinking well I do I mean there's always that it girl And but she was good in like heavy she was very good in heavy that was a very good movie I, I'm not even familiar with it Oh, that was back when she was first coming out, and I I think he went on to do um, a few other movies. It was a, I think he's the guy who did Copland, James Margolis. Oh yeah, is. Copland's actually supposed to be good too, but I haven't seen it. It's good, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who's who's the Liv Tyler of today. I'm trying to think. Actually, a lot of the ones now can actually act. Uh, well, not that Liv Tyler couldn't. You're saying she was good, in, although she wasn't great in. A lot of other things so she was she was like adequate and i mean i didn't remember having any complaints about her and heavy heavy is it was a pretty good movie it was it was small independent movie i i don't remember the plot really well but she was in it yeah i'm trying to think of i i can't think of the actress's name um she was in did you see that movie with michael fassbender where he was like a sex addict no i heard that was good though oh okay she was in crash not crash drive too with uh ryan gosling Oh, I am blanking I on her goddamn name. All I can think is Carrie Washington, which is not it at all. Um, I'm, I'm and, looking yeah, at okay, Carrie great. Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan. Okay, she's yeah, she's been in a lot of shit lately, but she's good. Um, and it was, it, uh, it's just weird. That, like Parker Posey had that five year period where she was in every single independent movie that was made. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, she kind of fell off the map. I. I saw she her... still. I think she still does the uh, Christopher Guest stuff. Yeah, probably. But that's few and far between. I mean, I saw her on Conan once a while back, and she seemed really super high. So I wonder if if she's had like some problems with substance abuse or something. She was a star of that Hemingway and Gellhorn show that was on, or she was in the Hemingway and Gellhorn show that was on HBO. Oh, yeah, no idea. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it. I heard it was pretty good, but she wasn't the star because Nicole Kidman was. But she was in it. Well, she anyway, also, I like her. It's yeah, too, I like her too. She doesn't have substance problems because I do like her. But you know what? She does. She kind of looks like Catherine Banks. Who's Catherine so I, Banks? I think that's the woman's name. Or is it uh, the woman who was in um, Thirty Rock that played Alec Baldwin's not Catherine that played Alec Baldwin's wife that got kidnapped by North Korea? Oh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. They kind of look alike. So I've seen Elizabeth Banks in movies where she has she's a brunette, and I was like, is that Parker Posey? And I'm disappointed when I find out it's not her. Well, Parker Posey had uh, had a sitcom on Fox, too, I think, for about two episodes. Really? Um, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, it's horrible, man. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Banks is good, though. I like her. Yeah, she is. I just... I, I just... I, I think she... At the time I, this happened, I think it was in that movie with... Uh, where... Uh, Paul Rudd played a brother, like the idiot, our idiot, my idiot brother. I think oh, she was, yeah. and I thought it was Parker Posey. And it was just like, oh, it'd be. I see Elizabeth Banks in everything right now. It would have been more interesting for it to be Parker Posey. Well, that's what happens when you uh, go down the heroin hole. I'm just starting a rumor about Parker Posey right now. <laughs> we'll see how far it gets. She was good on Louie. Oh, she was an episode of that. I th- she I didn't was in that. a couple. Yeah, that's neat. Um, well, doesn't doesn't employ uh, drug addicts, so I think your your gossip might be incorrect. Yeah, no, of course. Anybody who uh, who has a bunch of comedians on his show, there's no way any of them are drug addicts. Exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, how long have we been going? 
Uh, it's been kind of a short one. I don't really have any news except uh, Bart Strikes Over. That was quick. Yeah, it was like four days. Who um, won? I don't know. I mean, I guess the unions got what they wanted. Uh, it it was really bad news because I don't know if you guys got the news out there, but uh, during the strike, two BART workers were killed uh, working on the tracks by a, a train oh, that uh, that was being run by like a non-union employee. Oh, my God. I think so. So I don't think that did well for management. Um, but, yeah, yeah, th- it's over. And, you know, Gavin Newsom came out and gave a speech and said this should never happen again. But as far as I know, it's only over. Like, I don't know that everything's been put on the table. Mm-hmm. I think Just... they've agreed to to meet on terms. So <laughs> who knows, man? What are your thoughts on... Well, I don't think you get as excited about movies, upcoming movies as I do, but what are your thoughts on spoilers? Do you care about something that's not care. out yet? You don't care at nope, all? Nope, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Like, I can still enjoy something. If there's something I want to go see, I'll, I'll try to avoid spoilers on it or avoid reading about it. But if I hear something, it doesn't ruin it for me. Yeah, I guess I feel the same. I, I try to avoid stuff, but... Once in a while, I'll see it, and it does. When I see the movie, it doesn't really bother me. I still, I'm a little disappointed. I'm like, oh, like recently, there's a new Captain America movie coming out, and I found out something about it. I'm like, and it's something that people who are fans of Captain America already know, so it's not really a big deal. But I was just like, oh, I would have liked to have been surprised, but I don't think it's a big deal. But I, I did think about that a little bit. Some people get really upset about spoilers. Some and people I, take it to an extreme. Well, there's there are people who, uh have said they they won't watch like the previews for next week's episode of a tv show because yeah i don't do that i don't like watching them because they give away too much i like being surprised so i i will hit stop on the dvr before that comes up but i won't like throw something through the tv set really see i i find that the previews are usually completely misleading so i don't i don't feel like they give away too much like yeah, but I, I don't even like to be misled like if somebody someone's in handcuffs i don't even want to have to think about that i want to be surprised when it happens oh okay yeah i love being misled i mean it's <laughs> kind of the story of my life um yeah oh why did i even bring up bart i i don't know we should make a vow never to bring up political things on the show again i i would love to but i didn't bring up anything political i brought something up entertainment about spoilers but that's well. When I say we, I mean me. Uh, oh, you're using the French version of we. Yeah, O U I. The I know how to spell it. Right, right. But it does mean I in French. Yeah, sorry. I'm, and I in 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 French means we. It yeah uh, e y e, like. If you say the word I, like I love your eyes, that that word also means we, the the plural of of a group of us. So it's very confusing language. Although if you say I love we, it doesn't make as much sense as I love your eyes um, because it's just bad grammar. But still, that's why we got cut off. So I don't even remember what I was saying. Uh, Some bullshit I was making up about French words. Um, I was talking about the United States Constitution. We're, oh well, it's, it's a shame we lost that um, that brilliant insight. It's okay into that document. Oh no, the Constitution, like how people go to their bathroom, their Constitution. Oh, the yes, the American, the American Constitution. I understand. 
well, it's still a shame we missed that brilliant insight into how we live our lives. So you're going to New Orleans soon. I am going to New Orleans this coming week. As uh, am I. <laughs> and by New Orleans, you mean State College. That would It would have been funny if I really was like planning a surprise trip to New Orleans. And this is my announcement, but I'm not. You're, you are going to State College, though, the New Orleans of the East. Yes, yes. It should be very fun. And you're visiting your... So who's your cousin? Male or female? Male. He's the one I was in his wedding this summer. Oh, okay. It should be fun. Uh, are, will you get to New Orleans before Halloween night? We'll get there We'll get there on Halloween night. That should be interesting. Yeah, I think I, so. I imagine. But although they, we're we're getting in late, although that doesn't really mean shit in New Orleans, I'm sure. No, but I mean even when you're even if you don't go outside at all and you go right from the uh, hotel, I mean the airport in a cab to the hotel, you'll still see what's going on from the cab, and I, that's fun. Yeah, no, I I think so. Um, I it'll just be fun no matter what. Uh, I plan on gaining about ten pounds while I'm there. So the food's real good there. That's one of the. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Food and music. And and drinks, if you're into that. I mean, it's a big drinking culture. But I mean, you can get drinks anywhere. No, that's true. But uh, but most people don't don't put quite the uh, amount of passion into drinking <laughs> as they do in New Orleans. So. And this will be your not your first time going. No, no, I've been a I've been a couple times. And uh, but Viv, my girlfriend's never been, so I look forward to that. Who, uh, uh, what, are you are you staying like near Bourbon Streets downtown? Is that where people stay, or is that just more for like? Yeah, for... we're staying. I mean, we're staying near that area. That's where every Bourbon Street is is just a shit show. I mean, you just all you need to do is walk down it once. Okay, at so night it's it's, it's so, a bunch of frat boys and you know strippers and whatever. Uh, but that's not where the real culture is. Oh, ones. I didn't realize that. So there's other other pockets where the the, the actual fun stuff's going on. Yeah, more... Frenchman Street has all the the clubs, all the music clubs and stuff. Um, so you can just walk down there and walk into any club and listen to some good jazz or whatever for free usually. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd like to go there sometime. It sounds very really fun. Yeah, man, we should plan a trip. It's unfortunate. It's like one of the most expensive places to fly. Like I could fly to Hawaii or New York cheaper than New Orleans. I have heard bad things about Louisiana's uh, <clears throat> infrastructure. Like not infra- the, the their money pro- they have a lot of money problems and part of them is because their governor Bobby Jindal, Jindal yeah. refused to stimulus money. So they're still suffering from that 3 or 4 years later because all the stuff that they didn't get money for like their university uh, one of the universities a historical black university Grambling they they don't even have the, most of the time when you hear about a school, the last thing you're going to hear about it is the football team not having money, but the football team doesn't have money. So if the football team doesn't have money, that means they probably don't have chalk in the classroom. Yeah, there, there's no music department. Yeah. So it's a shame that the one of the reasons that happens is because he refused the stimulus money. Because why did he refuse? Oh, we weren't supposed to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, <laughs> we all know why. He's a Republican. I mean... Anyway, I didn't mean to get into politics, but I was no, thinking no, no. the Louisiana stuff brought brought it to my mind because I was just reading about that grambling stuff. But yeah, I'm sure. Maybe as a I'm just thinking he thinks it's to his credit that he refused the money. But <laughs> I guess New Orleans is not really a hub, so it's expensive from everywhere. Yeah, it's not, it's not a big airport. 
It's not, no. Yeah. Although it does seem like a destination city to me. I I would think fares would be a little better. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I could fly to Austin cheaper. Have you been to Austin? I've not been to Austin. That's supposed to be a nice place too. Yeah, it's the uh, it's a San Francisco of Texas, I guess. Or the, <laughs> you know, the Bay Area of Texas. Yeah, yeah, it's just a funny way to put it. It it shows that your your mindset is very insular, but whatever. <laughs> well, I I mean, I don't think it's any I don't think it's any secret that we're pretty insular up here. It's it is a definitely we live in a, a liberal bubble over here. Um <laughs> but you know, I've been around. I've seen the south and stuff. I know I know what people are like from other places, so I don't mind being in my liberal bubble. Well, us people of the world call San Francisco the Paris of of the Bay Area. Of the Bay Area. That's that's good. Uh, Oakland's the London. Oh, is it the London? Right. It, not the uh, not one of the uh, former social Soviet Soviet <laughs> Republic countries of the Bay Area. No, that's good. And and what's uh, what's Philadelphia? Uh, Philadelphia is just the Philadelphia. We're <laughs> the Philadelphia of Pennsylvania. It's the Dubrovnik of the Eastern Seaboard. <laughs> yeah, you know no, what? I don't. I don't. I mean. It's nice to be around uh, so many people who are so far left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's odd. Pennsylvania is kind of an odd. I mean, Philadelphia is the only left area of Pennsylvania. I, is, aside from uh, college towns. But every other town in Pennsylvania. Oh, Pittsburgh. I don't know where Pittsburgh is. But Pennsylvania is a very, very uh, Republican state aside from the cities. But the cities are big enough that we still put a uh, vote for Obama and Clinton. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's the way it is almost everywhere. If the more rural you get, definitely the more conservative you get. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's the same thing in, in California. Like what's that? Poontucky, Poondale. And that's what, like an hour North of you. They're pretty conservative. Yeah. You go, you go an hour North, an hour South, an hour East. Um, it, yeah. It gets conservative. It's, it's always the, the cities. Everybody thinks California, you know, loony liberal, California, but it's not. You can move to Fresno if you're conservative. You'll fit in fine. <laughs> and if you go an hour west, the politics are are all over the place. There's oh yeah, under, it's like underwater cities. Yeah, those underwater cities don't know what's going on. Nope, they got. I mean, the crabs are constantly fighting with the shrimp. It's and and you know they they both have shells. I don't I don't know what their problems are. Yeah, anyway, they have shells doesn't mean they have the same problems. Nope. More carapace, more problems. I think that's the that's the saying out there, out west. Um, this is dumb. I feel dumb discussing this. Let, let's uh, get back to entertainment. So, you have you seen any movies lately? Oh, I know what I was thinking. Uh, we'll steal this from uh, Slate Culture Gab Fest because they're all pretentious fuckheads anyway. Um, I was thinking maybe every episode we pick. Uh, something to recommend like something pop culture related and we don't have to do it this one if you don't have anything in mind i do actually i just read a short story that i really enjoyed it's in uh it's ted what's his name ted chang ted chang is a science fiction writer and it's named the truth of, of fact the truth of feeling and it's a it's about uh, a few it's a it's a science fiction story with a future where um everybody has 
retinal implants. So they're constantly recording everything they see or if they want to. And now a new service has been provided where you can search through your past by using the retinal impl- implants. And it's an, this story is written from the point of view of an author who is a journalist and he's researching the, the project in, in, in the process. He's kind of researching his own life and it goes between his talk, talking about that and talking about a, a, a primitive culture where Brit, uh, Britain, British have come in to, to teach them writing and how they deal with that. And it's really well written and it's interesting. So, so that's my it's, cultural gap fest. It's kind of like um, a modern day eat, pray, love. Well, a futuristic eat, pray, love. Oh, futuristic. Okay. Yeah. Even better. Um, I will recommend um, something we may, might even talk about on the podcast one day. Uh, the original Manchurian Candidate. The movie. Just what's have you been? What makes you think of that? It's a, a good movie. I second that recommendation. But what what brings it up? I just watched. Uh, I got a Criterion Collection of uh, Seconds, which is another Frankenheimer movie from the '60s, and apparently it was a the third part of a his Paranoia trilogy of which the Manchurian Candidate was the first, and I can't remember what the, the second one was. Um, I watched that. It was, it was pretty fucking weird. It's, it's also worth watching, but it made me think of the Manchurian Candidate, which okay. is, is, uh, surpasses it. I mean, it's, it's, one of the, it's one of the greatest movies ever, I think, Manchurian Candidate. Because of Frank Sinatra. Of course. The greatest actor of uh, at least the past 1,200 years. At least. I, I've, I would just say he's the greatest actor of the Brat Pack. Yeah, exactly. Uh, totally beats out uh, Judd Nelson. The, uh, but actually, Frank Sinatra is fine in it, I think. No, he is. I, it's, it's fun to make fun of him. No, it is. He's not a good actor, uh, although he, but he, he does his job here. And then there's uh, a bunch of great supporting performances. Well, including one of the Angel Lansbury's incredible. Angela Lansbury movie. is great. Yeah, uh, if you only know her from Murder She Wrote, you should watch this movie. So yeah, if, if you only know her from Murder She Wrote, you should watch this, and you should also uh, you should also watch uh, what's the one where she plays the maid? Is it Notorious? No, uh, Gaslight. You should also watch Gaslight. Oh, Gaslight. Yeah, and uh, a very good movie, and she's she's great in it, and she's like twelve, nineteen, thirty six. And now we're just saying numbers. Bed knobs and broomsticks. Let's not forget. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, okay. I like the I like the that idea. Every every episode or every time we think of it, to think of something to recommend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's good. Um, well, actually, I'll, I'm going to do a second recommendation just because I'm going to see it tomorrow. Uh, Doug loves movies. Another great podcast. They don't need any help from us. Uh, they're doing great. But I find it to be the most consistently entertaining podcast. I listen to um, of the comedy podcasts. The other ones, you know, comedy bang bang is kind of hit and miss depending on who's on. Well, that's it with everything. Basically it's depending on, on who's on. And a lot of them because of their formats, if they're trying to do improv and stuff, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but he's just, I I think that's the thing with comedy bang bang. When they have their, their characters, their characters get in the, get in the way sometimes a little bit too much. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to look for that. I know I've listened to it once on your recommendation. I thought it was really funny. And so, yeah, I'll look for it again. Is it, it's not always live. That's a, It is. It is, actually. Now, he's he sometimes did, uh, like, little mini-episodes, but now he's made that a separate podcast. So now it's always 
it's always live with comedians. That's neat. Yeah. So those are my two recommendations. That's the one you were on, right? Or was that? Yeah, I was. Uh, Michael Ian Black played for me. And um, he has a new show on TBS. I've not seen it, but we'll. I might try to find it on TBS. Yeah, there's oh. a. Oh, is it? What's the? There's another him and another comedian. It's not a show. It's like a, a a game show. Him and another comedian whose name escapes me. Oh, it's not a sitcom. No. Oh, they, good. Thank God. I was. I, I like Mike Lee and Black a lot, and I would not want him on a sitcom on TBS. He and yeah, yeah. Those TBS sitcoms have kind of a. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're their own thing and they're bad things. They're uh, better than dads. Um, he and the other comedian tell lies and you win a prize if you guess who was who was the one that was telling a lie. Oh, it's, cool! It might be funny. Uh, oh, I wish I remembered the other guy's name. Anyway, looks good. Uncle Milty. Uncle Milty. I don't think it's him. Is is Uncle Milty black? Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, him. Well, I mean, I just assume because he has a huge cock. Dale Hughley is who it is. Oh, D- he's funny too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping it's a combination of two funny guys. It's a good thing and not a disappointment. But it is TBS, I will say. Although Dale Hughley also on one of the worst uh, shows of recent memory, which we've mentioned before, uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> yeah, but now I, I, I wouldn't. I would call it a disappointment. I wouldn't call it. Nearly as bad as, as Dad's. No, no, but it it Dad's also doesn't have Adam Sorkin at the helm, right? So I think I think I it was don't know. Dad. They might have Adam Sorkin. I don't know who Adam Sorkin is. Well, did I did I say the guy's name wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I hope you did, because then I, then I'd be the idiot. Well, I I think I think it's fair to say we're both the idiot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, next episode is going to be uh, the return of Michael Morris, and we will be discussing The Replacements Let It Be versus Super Chunk uh, I Hate Music. So I hope you're all caught up and got your notes for that, Pat. I hope so, too, because M- Michael Morris has the ability to make me sound like an idiot. Well, uh, yeah, uh, and... And me as well. Although I think on this subject, this was kind of a uh, this kind of a sabotage on him. So, so I think we'll be able to hold our own this time until he gets starts using that uh, withering gay sarcasm on us, <laughs> and we'll just wilt. I think he'll just use regular sarcasm. Call back to the Modern Family episode, and that is the perfect time to say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. They just love to learn And another child grows up to be Somebody you just love to burn Mom loves the both of them You see it's in the blood Both kids are good and bomb Blood's thicker than the mud It's a family affair
It's a family affair. It's a family affair. 